The review that we always have at the end of the year, reflecting back on the last 365 days of this congregation's life, is, uh, is one that always ends up going too long. Um, and then you might say, well, what's new? Every service you do goes too long. But um, uh, we decided last year we're going to break this up in a couple of ways. Tonight we're just going to review the lives, uh, the things that happened in the lives of our members. And then next week we're going to look at the events uh, that we participated in and then uh, forecast the ones that are coming up for this year. But then I got to thinking what a shame it would be if a church this size really could review their entire year in a 25-minute lesson. Uh, we, we should be doing a lot, a lot, a lot more than could fit uh, into like a, a short uh, presentation like this. And so uh, we do, I assure you that, and you'll, you'll be seeing it. And a lot of this you'll be thinking, man, I, I didn't remember that. I <clears throat> didn't realize it was uh, so shortly ago. It seems like it's been happened a long time. I want to put it in its proper order, uh, so the events next week and the lives of people this uh, particular year. And, and you're going to see, I, I looked up pictures the best I could, so most of these do have pictures with them. In January of this year, Maddie Smith was baptized. And there's a picture, you know, getting a picture of just her without her sister is pert near impossible. Uh, but, but I pulled it off, and there is uh, uh, Maddie. And Michael Matthews then placed membership. Uh, then he met a girl, and I haven't seen him since. Uh, I think he's kind of gone to Bono or something. But anyway, he's, he's still here uh, most of the time, or at least a lot of the time, and we appreciate him. Harold and Brenda Harvey placed membership shortly after that. We're grateful that they're still here. They're faithful like clockwork here every time. January 20th, Parker Jones was baptized. Uh, and then uh, that was Randy's doings, I think, if I remember right. Um, January 31st, Jean Lewis passed away. A few of our members about this time were gearing up for a medical mission in Haiti. Randy Carlton, Mac McDonough, uh, Carla Nix, Dennis Nix, and Thomas Nix made what we figured would be a very routine annual trip. Just goes to show you there is no such thing as a routine mission trip. The drama began to unfold and we found ourselves wrapped in this very scary waiting game. I'll attach here uh, a picture of a ladies day which is an event but that uh, segues into this because Rachel Nix was able to dig deep within herself and fulfill her role to be the speaker for the ladies day on the Lord is my shepherd while her husband was making his way back from that dramatic experience how she was able to uh, contain her emotions was pretty touching and powerful itself beyond any words that she actually spoke. We were so transfixed on this situation that one of my favorite events ever at Valley View, and I've only been here three years, but 20 years from now, I'm still going to say this. One of my most well-remembered and fond memories was meeting up here. I think it was either a Thursday or a Friday night and doing a prayer and fasting session for this particular group and talking to them on Skype as they were wondering how they were going to get home. One of the most powerful moments, this is weird, I don't know why I remember this, uh, but again, you know, I'll make fun of Daryl Hyde all the time, but he was there at that, and he fasted that day, and for Daryl to fast is pretty phenomenal, right? But he comes up and he speaks to them in such emotional language on that screen, and that was when I realized that guy's a little deeper than he likes to lead on. 
But it was a beautiful, wonderful time of solidarity as a church that I'll not soon forget, and I appreciated that experience, although I don't want a redo of that ever again, I say that. February 10th rolls around, and Richard and Lynn Long placed membership with us, faithfully coming all the time. Caleb Lands was baptized the same day, and there you see him holding Emerson later on, obviously, but he's, he, he became like a little child again, and he was able to hold little children after that. That's what I say about that picture. Leo Bartholomew, though, passed away on February 27th. It's one of my favorite pictures of him. Um, that seems like a long time ago. In early March, John and Robin Singleton became members. Love seeing them here. Jim Kraft passed away. Canon Bristow was baptized, and he's cleaned up pretty good, don't you think? He cleans up pretty good. That's for a cotillion, I believe. And you'll never see him look like that unless he has to. But that's Canon Bristow deciding to put on Christ. Later in the month, Billy Evans placed membership. And then someone made their arrival on the 22nd of March, and that was Emerson Blake Deese. I struggled to find any pictures of her. I included two because there were 18 million on Facebook, and I had to choose just two. They take pictures every third day of their lives. Have you noticed that? Professionally done there. Carson Simmons was baptized on March 22nd, 27th, and four days later, Jack Wills put on Christ. I like this one because I don't know if you could see it very well. He's in front of a fire truck. He put the fire out that night. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great image? Oh, wasted on you. Anyway, I do think it's interesting. We have a, a place that's fire prevention right next to us, and here we are, a church right next to them. We need to put a sign between us. One way or another, we're putting the fire out. Don't you think? That's a sign that belongs right there. Anyway, March became April, and Elias Inman showed his face to us April 2nd. You can hear him every Sunday right over here in this corner. And in a total slaughter and sweep, Ryan Altum took first place in four of five categories and embarrassed all the men at the cook-off. Do we have that picture? I hope you do, because that's smirk. You notice the smirk? I call it the cub fan smirk that adorns his face. John McKnight didn't do too bad either, but I'm already arguing, and I'm challenging this church. We've got to humble both of these men really badly when this rolls around again this year. Do not let these guys have the luxury and joy of winning that again. We found out in an official celebrative way, April 21st, that Wanda Ferguson was finally cancer-free. Still rejoice in that. She just had, a, I believe, the six-month checkup, and it's a-okay, and we celebrate that. This year's graduation banquet was stacked with people. Not as bad as it's going to be in the coming year. There's going to be, how many, Michael? Can you, how many are going to graduate this year? A bunch. I think we're at 16. 16 this year, but last year it was Kaylee Adkins, Ethan Barkley, Ashley Carlton, Parker Jones, Dre Lindsay, Avery Kincaid, Brianna Thomas, Caroline Swan, and Kristen Banneman. That's a good class of people. When we reached the middle of the month, it became pretty... It, it became an intense month as we lost Martha Rampey.
A few days later, we bid farewell to Perry Wood as well. After a long and trying illness across different states. But often, sadness, by the grace of God, I think, is coupled with celebration. As Kyle and Shelby Madden got married. Two beautiful people, but they've been radiant ever since they got married. I don't know if you've noticed, but I keep asking, y'all still happy? Our young people received a jolt of energy from the arrival of two summer interns who did an outstanding job all summer, Luke Truitt and Shelby Holland, and they were a blessing to this church in total and the youth in particular. All year long, many of you, as I was reading the bulletin, I just sometimes you forget this and sometimes you just don't uh, pay attention like you should, but many of you grieve the loss of family members. You had brothers, you had parents pass away. Uh, parents, siblings, maybe even children, and many endured really significant health issues. Some of you had a rough year, and you made it through, and your faith sustained you, and you are an empowering witness to the rest of us of how to faithfully endure this. But this particular time of the year, right smack dab in the middle, a couple of you had scares that Maybe now, or distant memory, because the good news has replaced the tension of the stress of that moment. But Sharon Pruitt had a terrible stroke, debilitated her in a terrible way. But in the last two, three months, she's been at every early service. She's regaining more and more of her ability, and she has this smile about her, and they have this joy about they're alive, and they're together, and they're faithful. And Randy Simpkins was diagnosed about this time with a very tense health issue that we all just were paralyzed by. You just thought Randy's going to live forever, right? And Randy's going to be fine forever. And he's always going to be around to serve people because he's got a servant heart. And what would it cost God to, uh, to lose him, right? We do not know that. We didn't have to find that out. And we're a grateful church because of it. This all started in June. Also, that was the month of uplift at Harding. And while the young people were there for that event, four people were immersed. Sydney Summit became a Christian. Micah McMillan became a believer. Annie Watson became a Christian. And Emily Timms was immersed as well. Toward the end of the month, Reba Malone passed away. But we also had the good news of Marshall Ballou's birth. And it got a bit better, too. Tim and Amy and Barker, uh, Baker <laughs> Brown became members. And that same time, if you were to ask me, uh, years from now, I don't, I don't know that anybody will, but uh, every year God blesses us with some new people come in who breathe new life somehow. I, I think uh, of Ben and Lydia, who I don't know how long they'll be here as the residency, but they've just they've given us this incredible energy. I think of Mary Lee Cunningham and how everybody, anybody not receive, raise your hand if you have not received a card from her, you know, no, that, because she's an encourager. But about this time, what I call the breath of fresh, fresh air came as Don and Lois Smith decided to come and live here. And uh, it's been an amazing thing to be the beneficiary of their encouragement because they are encouraging people who go around and just find ways to bless people. And it's made us a better church. Grateful for that. July comes. We had this barbecue send-off for Brad and Susan and Jaden Martin, 
who are now active members at the Bentonville Church of Christ on the other side of the state. Our loss is their gain, but the fact they came our way makes us better. Caleb Hooten baptized his brother Colin at camp. I love that thought. Wanda Whitlow was baptized the same day she turned 79 years old. You can teach, she's not here. You can teach an old dog new tricks. You can. You're right, you know. Don't tell her I said that. If I want her to know, I'll let her know it. On July 21st, we installed two new elders at Valley View, Randy Carlton and Jeff Madden. And this has served again to make us a better and stronger church. But we're hit with a loss almost immediately after that as Dora Lee Smith passed on the 24th. Charlotte Nance graced the world with her presence on August 7th. And by the end of the month, both Grethel Turner and Ruth Jenkins had placed membership with us. And at the end of the month, we had a flurry of births, right? The 28th, Rollins Bryant decided to arrive and not to be outdone. Jack Fleming did too. Good time for us. I know, I should not have put a naked baby on there. That's the only picture I could find. One of these days, he'll resent that. Joel Inman left the country to be a teacher in Romania for the, next couple, for the first couple of weeks of September. Did some great work. September 8, Stephen Verna Leith decided to make Valley View their home. We're grateful. Aaron Bell made a visit to check us out in September. And then changed residence to become the resident minister on November 1st. So we're grateful he's here. I don't know what he's pointing at, but that's a good picture. On September 20th, we bid farewell to Ken Young. We were all encouraged to engage in 40 days of devotional and prayer from October 1st to November 9th. It was a great journey for me. I hope that it blessed every member in here to some capacity. In October, we were provided the mobile directory from the earlier uh, picture directory effort. It has served to help a lot. Do you know from that thing, you can get a map to everybody's house? I just hit the button and it gives me directions to your house. That's a really helpful thing. Camden Holcomb was baptized October 20th. Connor Diles was baptized a week later. And about that time, Bonnie Derryberry and her granddaughter decided to make Valley View their home. Do not have a picture of her. On November 9th, three of our own ladies, Carla Nix and Kylie Leith and Lisa Inman, conducted a Ladies' Day sharing insights on when faith is tested. By all accounts, a tremendous experience, great words of wisdom. Three days later, Jen Kahn was blessed for Josephine Opal exited the womb and entered the world. A few days later, Sonny Stanley was baptized. But the month also hit us hard as the reality of a serious diagnosis for Gail Holder and Steve Mayville set in. The busy month of December came and has been full of activity. Nothing has been more important and joyful than the baptism of Elise Mooney on December 15th. We've had a couple of new members since then. I do not have pictures for. I'm going to update those next week when we start. But that's the month, the year of 2019. If this count is accurate, and I may have missed some, and I hope that if I did and you can think of them, uh, that you'll let me know because next week when we start, we can wrap this up uh, and conclude this with some greater accuracy. But if this is about right, we had eight births, seven deaths, 
17 baptisms, and 19 new members coming to us in 2019. As I said already, others experienced forms, losses of family members, and difficulties, and you endured them, and you lived, and you stayed faithful. Life is like that, and life comes at us all the time. We already know of some people who, Lord willing, if the health sustains, will have some births in 2020. But it is quite likely we will suffer some losses too. Some of those we almost already know. And others we cannot predict. Who in this room will we be showing a picture of next year, your passing? It's likely to happen. Life works that way. Life happens and we live it and we share it together as a family and we get through whatever experience it is as a spiritual family and as the faith God provides us. I pray that we teach and we live the truth this year in such a way that it impacts certain people who will then experience the joy and we will experience the joy of witnessing people giving their lives to Christ. I want to see more baptisms, don't you? I'd love to see more people put on Christ because of the way we teach and the way we live our lives and the way their families raise them. And may God bless us toward that because we absolutely know that's his will. I want to close by referencing Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It's a very well-known passage. It was read earlier, a time for this and a time for that. I would almost, I don't say bet, I want to, I want to wager you could predict the end of this line. It's by the birds. To everything, no, no, turn, turn, turn first, right? The, the birds say it, to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn. You forgot turn, turn, turn. It's not in the Bible, but it is in the birds, right? It's this, this poem in Ecclesiastes 3 is about time. There's a time for everything. Our lives are about time. We are trapped in time. We live our lives by it. You've got either a watch on you all the time or you've got a phone and you check to make sure at every moment you are where you're supposed to be and then there are bigger issues of time you know there's a time that you're born and there's a time that you walk and then there's a time that you start school and there's a time that you graduate and a time that you go to work and a time to marry and a time to have children that's kind of a general map of our lives the timing is crucial there are some things that are right or wrong depending on the time. The proverb writer says, when you bless your neighbor in a loud voice early in the morning, it's a curse. Usually it's great to greet one another, but listen, if it's early morning, shh, be quiet. The time tells whether it's right or wrong. But most of the things in the list of Ecclesiastes 3 are not moral things. They're life events. Their life happenings. Life is made up of all sorts of moments, but the truth is, most of the time we don't know what time it is. Only God knows that. We don't know the time to be born. We don't know the time to die. Even right now, Stephen Mayville is in a bed in the middle of his living room, and he's going to die in hours, but we don't know when. Only God knows the time. That's a lot of what this poem is saying to us. 
You can't figure out the time and you can't manipulate time. Only God knows the time. So what do you do about that? Is this the year some of you finally meet that special someone? Only God knows that. Is this the year you finally conceive a child? Only God knows that. Is this the year you die? Only God knows that. Is this the year that you're diagnosed with some kind of illness? Or is this the year you're cleared of one? Is this the year that your career takes off or makes a major change? Only God knows. It's going to be one of the worst years of your life. going to be one of the best years of your life. Only God knows. So what do you do when you're trying to live out time that you are ignorant of what time it is? I think the summary is most important. I perceive there is nothing better than to be joyful, to do good as long as you live, and also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Be really careful. You can never guess the time exactly, but you can have a relationship with the one who knows. You can be in fellowship with the God who always knows the time, and you can cling to him at every moment of it. And it would seem that there are three responses, he says. First of all, no matter what happens this year and with the time in your life, trust in God. That's always the best thing. No matter what happens this year, have joy in the moments that you have. When you do have moments in having meals with your family, don't take them for granted because there's a precious number out there of how many you've got. And this is one of them. And you don't know that it won't be the last. So he says, first of all, trust in God no matter what. And, and second of all, he says, have joy in the time that you do have. And number three, he says, no matter what happens, do good. Be people who are doing good. That's the key to 2020 for us. May we as a church be blessed by God with all sorts of wonderful things, but we also know the reality of life. We're going to be struck with some challenging things, but you know what I know from the past? God's going to be there, and it's always the right thing to cling to him as a church, as individuals, as families. And you will make it through whatever time appears in 2020. I hope it's been encouraging and you realize God's blessed us this year. Even the, the stuff we looked at bad, God blessed us through it all, church. We have no right to be a group of people who are bitter, unbelieving, who struggle with believing in a sovereign God who loves us. We do not have that right. God has been gracious and kind, and may he continue to do so. And if for whatever reason it's view this you look at this and you go God's blessed me and I'm not paid any attention and he's calling me to himself maybe you need to repent of a sin and say you know what I need to get on the same page with this God and make sure that I'm clinging closely to him and if there's something between you and God that prohibits a closeness get rid of it repent and if you need to come forward in that repentance we stand ready to receive you and if you realize for some way something happened to you over the holidays or just reflecting back on the year and you're like you know what I have held off giving my life to God and I need to do that right now there's nothing better in the world 
than starting your walk with Christ right now. Repenting of your sins, confessing the name of Christ, and being immersed in the waters of baptism. To rise to walk a new life born of the water and spirit. And I'll guarantee you from that moment on, he becomes your Lord and he never leaves you or forsakes you ever. I said that to Debbie just a few minutes ago, and it's the truth. And I'm going to tell you whether you're you're right here with everything going well or you're on the verge of death, there's no greater truth than this. We serve a God who loves us and never leaves us and never forsakes us. And you can know that for sure no matter what time it is. If you need to respond this evening, we stand ready to receive you as a group of people. Stand and sing. Make your way forward.